0: Okay, so we've been focusing on Torah over the course of this, uh, the Shiurim, and that culminated with Shavuos as far as Kabbalah's Torah. But I tried to find a mimer last week, which we did from this Vaisemes, on the Parsha that was Torah-related, and then this one as well, this morning from Parshas Chukas, is um, very much topical on Torah itself. So we're going to be learning, there's a photocopies back there, you might think. We're going to be learning from the Sefer called Yahu, and if you have your photocopy there, I'm sorry, it's a little bit reduced in size, so you might have to put on your really good glasses or take them off, depending on your <laughs> uh, particular eyesight. And this is what the Orgadayahu looks like. There's a few printings of it. This is usually the one that you see. And it was written by Rav Gadal Yashur. It's actually Shi'urim <coughs> that he gave in the yeshiva of Torvadas, where he was the rosh Yeshiva. And then later on they were committed to writing by his sons, uh, who are all great Talmidei Chachamim, and by his uh, Talmidim. So that's Orgedal Yahu. On the right side of the photocopy there, about five, six lines down, you'll see a letter Dalet. And that's, that's the mime we're going to look at. Bigamora. it says in the Gomorrah in Tainus, Gimel parnesim tovim amdul Yisrael. There were three great leaders who arose for, who stood for the Jewish people. The word Parnes is a leader, and I'm sure that you see the connection to Parnasa, and that's because they provide for the people, and they t- take care of the people. That's the relationship there. So three great leaders, Eluhain, they are Moshe, V'Aharon, u The Gimel Matanos Tobos Nitnu Al-Yodam and three nice gifts were given to us by Hashem through them, which is to say as a result of their zechus. Ve'iluhayn, and these are the three, Be'er, the well of water in the Torah that traveled along with us. It even achieves the title of Be'erah Shel Miriam, that was in the zechus of Miriam, the water. Ve'anon, the cloud that was constantly at our side, walking with us, leading us through the midbor, that was through the zechus of Aharon. Um, Uman, and the man that fell daily to provide us with food, that was in the zechus of Moshe. As it says, 'er Be'er bi-zechus Miriam, the well was in the zechus of Miriam, Amud ha'anun bi-zechus Aharon, the pillar of cloud was in the zechus of Aharon, and man bi-zechus Moshe. So what happened, and this is now really right up to the parshios where we are, Parshas Chukas here in the Torah, Mesa Miriam, when Miriam died, be'er, the Be'er disappeared. So what happened? How did we get water from that point? The the Be'er reappeared in the Zahus of Moshe and Aaron. So it disappeared when Miriam died and it reappeared in the Zahus of the remaining two, Moshe and Aaron. Mes Aharon, once Aharon died, Nistalku Anun Ekavod, then the Anun departed as well. And then what happened? Chazru Shneam Moshe. So now both the Anun came back, and of course the Be'er that had already come back, but now Moshe, Aaron was was no longer alive. So the Be'er, was now only B'zichus Moshe, and the Aron came, I'm sorry, the Onan came back in the Zahus of Moshe, and now all three, for this short period of time, are there in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. Mes Moshe, Nistalku Kulan. Moshe Rabbeinu died, then all of them disappeared. So the Be'er goes away, it comes back, the Onan goes away, it comes back, now you have all three, Bezuchus Moshe alone, he dies, and then they all disappear. So each one of these great things which we had in order to keep us alive, Mamish, was Bezuchus, these Gimel Parnesim Tovim. Now, just as an aside, but because it's a nice connection, there's, a little, there's an earlier source to it in the Gemara in Baba Matsiah in Pevav Amir Bez. And the Gemara is talking about the great. Chassadim that Avraham Avinu did and some of the things that com- came as a result of that and it says as follows V'chein Tana Devei Rabbi Yishmoel I'm sorry uh, Dama Rabbi Chanina Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina Rabbi Chama Bar Rabbi says V'chein Tana Devei Rabbi Yishmoel and also it is learned from Devei Rabbi Yishmoel B'sachar Shulosha zachul In the merit of three things, which Avraham Avinu did, the Jewish people merited three things later on in history. So this is talking about when he welcomed the three guests, the malachim, after his breath in the heat of the day. B'zichar chema v'cholaf, in the reward that he provided them with butter and milk, zahu l'man. We were zoha later on in the midbar bort through the Zakhar of Abraham standing over his guests, that's what the Torah says, he stood over them. That means he was paying attention to them and kind of looking out for their needs, looking after them. We were then zokhe to the and the cloud in the Midbor, which also stood over us, Rashi points out, to protect us and and through the schar of the words that Avram Avinu said, let a little bit of water be taken for them, zochu li There was zochu to the ba'er. So these three things that were in the zochus of Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe, they actually have an earlier source going back to Avram Avinu, which I just wanted to point out to you. It's not the focus of this mimer, but it's a nice, a nice connection. Okay, let's go into this a little bit and see what he's going to bring out from here. Kavarbi Arnu, we have already explained earlier, Baparshus, Baha'alosucha, Eshachiluk, that there was a distinction between the generation of the Jewish people who lived in the desert and were led through there for 40 years by Moshe Rabbeinu, and then the next generation, which are called those who came into the land of Israel. Now, of course there are many d- differences between them, but here's one that he talked about, and here he just kind of touches on it. Bain hahan Torah between the guidance of the people based on a Torah shabik-sav concept, a written Torah concept, and the guidance of the people based on a Torah Shabbal Pe concept, a oral Torah concept. So he discussed earlier in his work that the Dor HaMidbor had a certain relationship to Torah Shebih even though, of course, they had Torah Sheba'al Peh as well, but just there was a certain feature that they had that was similar to that, and the Dora Bo'eh had a feature that was similar to Torah Sheba'al Peh. Now he's going to explain briefly what he means by that. The Gimel Matanos Hanal, these three Matanos that we just mentioned, Nohagu Kol haArboim Shana baOfen Galui, they were in force during their forty years in the Midbor in a revealed way. Right, it was obvious that there's the Be'er, the waters, you know, gushing forth from the Be'er. The Man is right there every morning. You go went out and get it. The Anun, is walking, um, traveling with the people helping us to find our way and protecting us. So these are open miracles. Every single day, open miracles. That's what he means, in a revealed fashion. So that's like Torah Shabisav. Because the Torah Shabishav, you open up the Torah, you open up the scroll, what do you see? The written Torah. That's right in front of you. The letters are right there on the parchment. So that feature is the conceptual idea. The feature is that it's open and revealed. That's like Torah Shab- Shabi Sav. Anonei kovod holchim lifneihem. The clouds of glory were traveling right in front of them for all to see. Uman min The moon fell every day from heaven. vha nosanes And the beir put forth its water nisim Geluyim, open miracles, v'hanhoga Geluya, and the guidance of the Jewish people was the open hand of Hashem guiding them in a very clear and revealed way, kamoshe kassav Nushan ba'arichus, as we wrote there in Parsha's paha'alosachah, more at length. So that's the Torah shebisav feature of the Dor HaMidbor. Lubiyarnushan, and we also explain, that the guidance of the generation who went into the land of Israel. Now that's different. Now that transitions to he hanhoga misuteres, a more concealed guidance of the Jewish people. That major transition they had to make from living in the bubble of God's miraculous ways in the midbar to into Eretz Yisrael, Working the land, plowing, planting, no more mun, no more air, no more cloud, so you had to find Hashem's way, but it was now more concealed, and that's hanhoga shel torah sheba al That's the feature of the guidance of Torah sheba al peh. look there, what we wrote. Now this is a very important concept. It's mentioned in many Sforim, that Torah shebi'sav represents a revealed relationship and Torah Sheva Alpea is a more concealed and hidden relationship. Later on in the Torah, in Parshas HaAzinu, so Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, Ya'arov Kamotor likhi tizal katal imrasi that let my lesson drip like the rain and let it flow like the dew. So the Orachai HaKadosh, I think it's Orachayim HaKadosh if I remember correctly, he says there that rain refers to Torah Shaviv, and dew refers to Torah al Alpet. And he says it in the same way. Rain is open. You go outside, it's raining. Right? We all saw it yesterday. It was raining pretty hard. Right? So rain, rain is something that you experience and you see it. It's falling. Dew, you don't. No one notices dew. You know, forming. You go out and it's on the grass. You know, that's where it is. You don't see it. It just comes. So that's Torah Sheba al-peh. That you have something, it's here, it's there, it's revitalizing, refreshing, but it's mysterious. Its appearance is more behind the scenes. So that's the door Hamidbor, open Torah like rain, everybody to see. And door Bo'e Ha'oretz, that's Torah Sheba Al-Peh, Things are not so obvious anymore. Also, just an important facet of this concept is that. Torah Shabiksav, written Torah, is considered to basically belong to the Jewish people, of course, but to the world, right Anybody can pick up the five books of Moses and read it in whatever language they want. it's not a hidden document it's uh, out in the open. Now Torah Shava alpeh that's a whole different story. that's really the unique domain of the Jewish people and the Jewish people have a very special connection to Torah al Alpeh. We even have restrictions on teaching Torah al Alpeh to non-Jewish people. It's meant to be for the Jews. So that's also the idea that the Torah Shabbat Alpeh, in in its form, in its feature, is that this kind of behind-the-scenes relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. So just like when they pick up the Torah in Shul, the Vezos HaTorah, Asher Sam Moshe, we're looking at the written Torah, but we all know, in Shul, we all know that we only understand that written Torah based on what the oral Torah tells us. We understand Torah Sheb completely through Torah Sheb al But you don't see it, you just see the scroll. but We all know it's there. So that's do, right? That's the more hidden aspect of Torah Sheb al that's the door bo'ay ha'aretz. Yeah, Rebison, please. I was wondering if that's represents a bit of the more
1: intimate relationship that we have, that it's the sense that you it's that yes. it, that not really,
0: That's right. That, that represents the very close and the not shared. That's correct. That, that, what Rebison is saying is that the intimacy between Hashem and the Jewish people is expressed through Torah Shabbat. It's a private thing. It's between us and God. Okay. Any other questions? We're at a breaking point. Gil, yeah, please. I'm not, I'm not getting... It. Please. please. New, like, mm-hmm. Other way around. Like the, like the Torah
2: has some things that aren't explained to us, and then it becomes clear and
0: explained. That, that is true. But we're just talking about it being... It's obvious. Like... Let's say this were a safer Torah. There it is. Bara shus That's the written Torah. Okay. Where's the oral Torah? It's we don't. It's not there. It's because it's being passed down verbally, and we're explaining it, Exactly. So we don't. You don't see it. It's not obvious. You know. It's not an obvious um, open um, event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please.
2: Is Miriam the oldest
0: of the three? Yes, she is. Is that the first instance of Bas Rishon the bottom? Bas Rishon simon the is that the first time? Maybe so, that's an interesting <laughs> idea. They say if you have a, a, da- a daughter first, it's a simon for sons. So here's an older daughter and then two great sons. Okay, Good thought. Okay. The Parsha Achar Parsha There's a major shift now in this week's Parsha. And he points out that right after the first section of Parshas Chukas, which is all about Por Aduma, right, the red or the red cow, Kesiv, it says in the Torah, Vayavu B'nei Yisra Kol and all of the Eida, all of the congregation of the Jewish people came into Midbar Tzin, and then they're, they're thirsty, they're complaining about water. Right? So what is that Kol Ubarashi medayek Lashon Kol Rashi pays attention to this Kol Haida, the entire community of the Jewish people, and he says this, Um Ada Hashlema. It means the complete Jewish community, Shekavar Mesu Mesei Midbor. That all those who were destined or decreed to die in the Midbor, they had now all died. So the people who Moshe is talking to now. Is the next generation. It's everybody who was under age 20 at the time of the Ched HaMiragli. So we don't even see it. It's like you're go, going into Torah, parsha by parsha, you get to parshas fukas, Pura Aduma, and then the, the next pasuk right after Pura Aduma is Vayavobe Yisro kol You know what just happened there? 38 years lapsed. Between the end of one pasuk and the beginning of another, 38 years lapsed. We don't know about those in between thirty-eight years. The Ebenezer says this on this Pasuk in the Torah, that right now the Torah jumps from year one and two in the Midbor to year forty. And what, what the Torah teaches us about the Midbor, it taught us year one and two and year forty. Between year three and year thirty-nine, the Torah doesn't have any uh, narrative about that. So we had this big jump, and now we're going to the generation of Dor Bo'ei So that means that in our Parsha, in parsha Shukas, the transition between Dor Hamidbor and Dor Bo'ei occurs. And therefore, on a conceptual level, from the Torah Bhisav features, the written Torah features, to the Torah Shabal Peh features, that transition is happening now and that's what he's going to bring out. So this is all the ada everybody died from the previous generation. Hare, shemei atah. From this point, midaber hakasuv odos dor boehooret. The Torah is going to teach us about the next generation, those who entered the land of Israel. The Kevon shekain. and therefore hishil arshav Hanhogah chadasha. Now there's a new way of guidance to the Jewish people now. The old way is going to pass off the scene. The people do, and the things that they represented also do. Therefore, in our parsha, what happens? Miriam nistalek Miriam leaves the scene, so does the Ba'ir. Toheshabisav generation is starting to leave the stage. Ubumis as Aaron, Aaron dies. Mm-hmm. Nis talku anani hakovo, the Ananim go away. Now we know they came back, as we saw at the beginning, in the Zechus of Moshe, but they were away for a little bit. We're getting the idea that Bnei world is starting to experience transition, right. like the end of an era and the beginning of a new era. And we all have that in our lives, those, those transition times. The gam. De, uh, Debrou, Debrou? I think it's probably Dabro. Dabro al Sorry, Shahibi Zahus Moshe. And also, there's even a Pasuk here which alludes to the Jewish people speaking about the Mun, which came in the Zahus of Moshe. So, although they didn't leave the scene yet, but the Pasuk talks about it, and it's actually not in a complimentary way. Va'amru, the Jewish people said, that we are despising, we are disgusting with this light, feathery, weightless food. Give me a steak, they were saying, right? <laughs> Give me a hamburger. Right? What's this lechem ha So they started to get tired of it. It's light, mon, there's nothing to it, you know? So we think about all the great features of mon and its miraculous nature, which it was, but apparently you had to be on a high madrega to appreciate that. And B'nai Yisrael didn't always appreciate it. They wanted something they could bite into. (laughs) Because now, just starting to complain about the Mun, that's a sign that that's coming to an end. And Moshe Rabbeinu's zechus which brought the Mun, now that's also soon going to leave the stage. On the top of the next column, not third column. Vafsha And it's true that we find that the 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 well returned, as we brought from the Gomorrah, Vagam Anane Hakovod Chazru, And so too the clouds of glory also came back. It's true for a little while till Moshe died. But we see it starting to happen. Then something else occurs in this parsha, and it's very subtle. It's like three or four psukim, Umru Shira ha Beer. They said a shir about the Ba'er, Ali ba'er enu la. It's a very short little passage in this week's parsha. And out of nowhere, the Jewish people sing this beautiful song about the Ba'er of Miriam. Ali be'er, Rise Ba'er. Zuhi So he wants to say that Parsha there is now introducing a new facet. because the Gomorrah says in the Dora, Al Hatorah, that this song, what it's really about, it's the Torah. So on the surface it's about the Be'er Shalmiriam. But we always know Ain Torah, water is Torah, as the Chacham Say does. And the Torah is a wellspring of life. So the Gemara says, what this song is really about, over the Be'er, it's about Torah. Uba Pirish HaMek Dover, and in the great commentary called the HaMek Dover from the Nitziv, the great Rosh HaYeshiva in the 19th century, Kosav Shamilas Be'er, he writes that the word Be'er, which means a well, has another meaning. Yesoda mayha pasuk baparshis devorim, it comes from a pasuk later in the Torah in Devorim, which says, How will Moshe Baer. See that word ba'er, it's the same word as ba'er. Moshe began baer to explain. So the word ba'er is to explain. Es hatorah hazos le So ba'er well. Ba'er, explain, expand same word, just different pronunciation. So what does it mean Moshe began to explain the Torah? If Moshe is explaining it, let me ask you this question, if he's explaining it to the Jewish people, what facet of Torah are we talking about? Torah If he's talking about it, this is what it means, this is how you understand it, that's Torah Shabal Peh. So when they are saying the shir over the Be'er, that's the transition to Torah al Peh. That's what's happening there. Kavana al-Torah Sheba'al Peh. Kemoshakosiv Shram Rashi. As Rashi explains when it says Ba'er, later in the Torah, Shepir Sholohem Bishivim Lashon. Moshe Rabbeinu explained the Torah to them in 70 different languages. V'kein kosu b'sefa'asemes, and the Semes, the Gerebi, also writes, Shehashiro hayisa al Torah pe. He says, the ferish that it was written, the, rather the song was sung over the Torah pe, the oral Torah. achar arbo'im Now this kind of blends this week's Mimer with last week's and Korach, and about not absorbing, not integrating Torah. This one line brings both of these t- concepts together. Ki achar arboim shana, because after 40 years had passed, Hirgishu, the Jewish people, perceived ki torah bidaman, that the Torah became part of their very blood. It was integrated into us. So Nivlau absorbed bidaman into their blood, the Zachu, the torah HaTorah, the they were Zochet to acquire, kinyan A Torah, it doesn't mean only that you own it, but it becomes part of you. The Zuhi Bechinas Torah Sheba Alpeh. And that is Torah Sheba Alpeh when the Torah and the person merge. It's not just, oh, I'm following the rules, I'm following the laws, I'm doing the hal- no, I'm becoming the Halachas, I'm becoming the rules. We're becoming the Torah. That's also Torah Sheba al that it starts to integrate. So 40 years into the mid they perceived, says the Sva Samas, that the Torah had become a part of them. Do you have a comment there, Rebison? Is there um, just, uh, it, it, it has to be, because at that
1: point, I mean, it is transmitted through I'm like thinking anything that's transmitted from people is Torah Shabal Peh. Mm-hmm. But yet, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam represent Torah Shabal Peh. Even though they're people and they have integrated it to themselves and they're giving it over, the experience of getting it from them is not an experience of Torah Shabal Peh. It's an experience that for all future generations, receiving Torah from a person is Torah Shabal Peh. But for that generation... Receiving Torah from these three leaders was an experience of Torah. Torah Shabbat
0: Yeah, even though it did have, of course, Torah Shabbat Alpe with it. I just so want to point that out. They're, they're really trans- we don't want to separate it, right.
1: But somehow they more predominantly are standing for a revealed type of Torah that's different than the Torah that would be transmitted right. for all the generations
0: after. Right. So it's a feature of Torah Shabbat that that generation is. Representing, manifesting. I don't want to say they're representing Torah Shabbu'asav because it makes it sound like they're not representing Torah Shabbalpeh, which would be Abiqorosis, right? We don't want to say that. It's the feature of Torah Shabisav, that openness, that clear, open relationship that that generation, like like no other any other generation since then, has lived in such a clear way.
1: And I mean, together with with that came open miracles because no yeah. other leader is showing us a and every single
0: day. Right. Right.
1: So there, that also put it into a category of, of tangible, revealed, like the Torah, which mm-hmm. is tangibly revealed even though it's all hidden, mm-hmm. but there's this tangible aspect
0: to right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah please, Mira. Did, uh,
2: did this have to be Yeah. In other words, it's like you're, um, let's say your Rosh Hashiva is visiting in your house the whole time. So obviously you're going to be on your
0: best. A little nervous, right? What? You get a little nervous. If you're nervous and you're right. going to be very careful to be on your
2: best behavior all the time, hopefully. <laughs> 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 it did happen in the mid-bar. <laughs> is that, that, and then when, as they were getting ready, Did there so to speak, madriga drop when these three gifts were
0: um, removed? It seems like it. Uh-huh. It seems like it did. And that this transition was going into a more physical way of being. Even though that has its own higher purpose, which is to bring Torah into agriculture and into the crops and the food it has, its purpose, which is really what happens for the rest of history. But on, on one level, it's the urida. We're going now into the gashmias less reveal- revealed world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they did not
2: have a feeling
0: It, it probably probably did shift, yeah, because yeah. you had that daily presence. So you could say, yeah, but look at the next generation, Yahushua bin Nun, he stopped the sun in the sky. It's an open miracle. It's true, yeah. but it happened once. Right? They, that wasn't happening every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? There's still, there were still Nisim all the way through the yeah. time of the bias Rishon we had open miracles. Right. It's true, but this was unique. This was... A, a daily, like minute-by-minute open experience of HaKadosh Baruch Yeah, Dori, please. I'm not sure I'm understanding what the posuk about the Be'er with Moshe, he's explaining to the past, what that adds, because
1: he was explaining it the whole time, or he couldn't understand
0: it. Yet. I'm not sure what what that's adding at this point. So that posuk is from the beginning of Sefer Devorim. where Moshe Rabbeinu kind of goes over the expanse of the whole experience. Mishneh Torah. So it's, it's like a review, but of course it's much more than a review because he's saying new things as well. So he's taking the whole experience, uh, Sefer Devorim, which Moshe, Moshe, Moshe speak these words, and now he's given the whole big explanation of everything. Everything. Like beginning to end, that's really what's happening in Sefer Devorim. Sefer Devorim is also a bridge, some of the commentaries point out, between Torah Shebih Sav and Torah sheba al Because mm-hmm. it is Torah Shebih Sav; it's part of the five books of the Torah, but it's Moshe Rabbeinu speaking all of this. Mm-hmm. Parsha after Parsha. Yeah. So what's different than, than him explaining all along what's happening? I, I think it's more expansive. more expansive. I think so. That he's explaining as they're going along, the mitzvot, the Torah teaching, now he gets up the last couple months before he dies and he gives an expansive rendition of the entire Torah experience. I think that's the khiluk. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Esther, was that it? Well, Please.
3: Um, if the other thing is the men who have died off they were present they heard Moshe during all this time the younger generation I guess they were present, but that their intellect and their whole being may have been too immature to really grasp what would happen at Mount Torah, even though I'm sure it was impressed on them. So that this explanation that Moshe gives is is a review, but is also perhaps um, trying to infuse into them what they may have missed by being so immature. Some of them were probably babies.
0: Some of them would have been. That's yeah. right. Would have been oh, children, or right?
3: Or not even born. Right. I mean, you know. So um, it, it does have a different flavor. I mean, it's, I hear it's, that. it's a totally different mm-hmm.
0: audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a charge for the next generation as well yeah. as they're about to go in the land. Very good. Very good. Okay. Let's see the next paragraph. So based on this, that we're saying that the song over the be'er that they sang here was really a song over the Torah. So we can understand the Evin Ezra that he says right there on the on the spot, Shema mm-hmm. Shokosuv baTorah. He rocked chilas velo that these few psukim devoted to the shir of the be'er are just some of it, and the Torah does not write the whole Sheer. Mm-hmm. So unlike Shiraz Hayom, where the Torah writes the whole song mm-hmm. after the sea, the Torah wrote just a little bit of this song. That's according to the Ezra, And mm-hmm. lo nichtavakula, the whole thing was not committed to writing. So this makes perfect sense. It's consistent now. Shekevan sheyesod ha Hu al al-peh being that foundationally the sheer. This sheer is really about Torah Shabaalpeh, the oral Torah. lo Therefore it wasn't written down all the way. It was given over mostly orally. the song too would be Baalpeh. niftav Roshe Prakam. And that which was written was just Roshe Prakam. Um, brief, you know, concise uh, what do we call it? The snippets of this of the whole song. There's another question as well. The Gemara says a principle about a shear in Tanakh. Any time a shir, a song is written. Shokol hashiros Kulan, algabe levena, that when the shear is written into the Torah, it has a certain format on the page, and it's like a brick on top of a, a half brick on top of a brick. And that means, whereas the Torah is written in columns, it's just like this Sefer is written in columns, when it comes to a shir in the Torah, there are spaces. So like a few words, space, a few words, space, a few words. Then the next one, it kind of looks like a tower. But that doesn't happen here. This little shear of a few psukim, it does, it's a paragraph. It doesn't have the format of a shir. So what happened? It's a shir. Baloma shona shirazu. Why is this different, that it's written like the rest of the Torah instead of like that special tower, so we could answer. Because remember, most of it wasn't written down. And it's really given primarily verbally. Like the Ebenezer wrote, Therefore, it does not find follow the traditional halachos of how to write down a shir in the Torah. It needs to be a little different because it's telling you it is different. Most of it isn't here. Vagam ki yesod hashira hu al tora And foundationally it's about Torah Sheba peh Lochain Gam Etzem Ainbodine Kesiva Vni peh Therefore, in essence, the Shear does not follow the traditional laws of how to write a shir. And it remains like Torah Go take one more paragraph. I read it too fast. Gam Etsam Hashira, the very body, the very nature of this shir, Ein Bodine doesn't have the usual way of how to write down a shir, the Nishara, and it remains Keturish Shavah Pe. The er Ergan. So now another insight into this, more. If you look at these few psukim, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not written in here. They talk about Sorim, right? it was dug by princes, by great people, that's part of the shir, who were the great people, Moshe Rabbeinu, but then say his name. Same concept. In that we explained that Moshe Rabbeinu's guidance of the people had this Torah Shabbah open feature, the Shirazuhi al Torah and this song is transitioned into Torah Shabbah al features subtle, hidden, concealed, the Gamata she Yisrael and now the Jewish people are preparing themselves, Linso al Eretz to travel to the land of Israel, and to make that transition. Now this is a very important point. Now they became people of the Torah in and of themselves. They didn't need anymore the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu. It accomplished what it needed to accomplish. And he gave everything he could to that generation. And now, like all people, they have to become themselves. You can only hold on to the leader's hand for so long. Now you've got to be yourself. So that's the transition here. Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned. So his name is not mentioned to let them know that they're going to be on their own. You've got to stand up on your own two feet. Kan Kaubis Faises and the Faises writes the same concept. The Od, Kishira Ri Ho Hafasav. the first song when we crossed the sea after leaving Mitzraym, that was a preparation to receive Toreshe Bsav at Ar Sinai. Vi Shina Subbansra Abde Hashem. We became servants of God. Vi Ninaim Tafas Hoga and we were we were subsumed we were gathered under the leadership of Moshe so that first song shiras hayam was with moshe and the jewish people the people and the leader he's guiding them the shiras Habe'er Shahi al torah al pe but the song of the Be'er, which is on torah sheba al peh after the Jewish people worked hard for 40 years in the Midbor, this is now a preparation for going into Israel, and the Torah Sheba peh feature of a more subtle relationship with God where we have absorbed it into ourselves and we have to be our own people. Okay, Revison, please. I
1: told you, you said the word, they don't need Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, I think, to, to know how it's by right, like, oh,
0: Yes. It's Han Hanusha, yeah, it didn't pertain anymore. It's different anymore. because mm-hmm. you'll
1: always need the teachings of Moshe Rabbeinu, Right. Um, but to appreciate that there's not... Like you're saying, you, mm-hmm. have to be, you have to do the work now to integrate this to yourself mm-hmm. regarding who you are within the parameters of who you are. You will never... You have no shyness to the parameters that Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished for him. Mm-hmm. No shyness. Mm-hmm. You have to. You can't even mention his name. You have to now apply this as it, as it works within the parameters of your personal
0: right. Right. Yeah, and you're right. Of course, we always need Moshe Rabbeinu, right? <laughs> Regardless, maybe that had been an overstatement, perhaps. Now, the next paragraph, I'm just going to paraphrase it because it's pretty much what we said, and it's also, I only got a chance to photocopy a few lines from it. <laughs> so I'm just going to paraphrase it, and it brings from the Yakut Shimoni that Rabbi Ovin Halevi says, when the Jewish people stood up to say the Shiraz Hayam, the Song of the Sea, Moshe didn't allow them to say it on their own, but rather... Just as a rebbe, a teacher, learns with his students, one parsha and goes over it with him and teaches with him, so too Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people at, at Shiraz Hayam, Moshe Ubine Yisrael, like the rebbe and the talmud, the rebbe and the students. However, after forty years, the midrash says, "Amdu al that means we matured. To be omid ala parik means that a person has, in our parlance, self-actualized. They became themselves. Now they were able to say the shir, this one in our parsha, by themselves. So that's the big chiddish. And that's, of course, the goal. That's what we want people to come to, that they can say the song on their own. And th- that's the idea that they had absorbed the Torah Shabiksa feature, and they're into the Torah, when it becomes part of you, it becomes part of you, the idea is a person is standing on their own two feet serving Hashem. Yeah, Esther, please. Um, I'm, I'm struck by the idea of the shiram being preparation, mm-hmm. um,
3: because it ties in so much with the... Mm-hmm. And here, it's as if um, at, at, the, um, at the partying of the sea, Moshe had to train the yin. He had to bring them into harmony mm-hmm. with this, I hesitate to use the word, but basically musical, vibration, the tones, which unified them with Hashem. Mm-hmm. Then they grew, and hopefully the ones that survived stayed with that level, the spirituality and that level, and then now they are at a tuning point that they're able to produce this on their own and keep themselves harmonized with Hashem's energy to right. a certain extent. Right. It's an amazing um, uh, look at the process
0: it, it, it is, and it's it's really the symbol of maturation, you know. Yeah. It's like a child is learning to walk, and ultimately he has to walk on his own. And you're really happy when he does, you know, because he did it. doesn't have to hold on to you anymore. Yeah, please, Rabbi. Yeah. Uh, this
1: generation, well. not, the door of people going the doesn't refer to that, it refers
0: to all of the Yeah, the Dordaya is... is, is Technically speaking, all the people who lived in the midbar and died. But there is this overlap because you have all the people who were under twenty uh, who when they, when the Khade Hammeraglim occurred and they come into adulthood in the midbar, So that they're an overlap generation. So they're, they're
1: considered part of the Dordea
0: I, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And and if they are, then they would be really both. No, they have features yeah. of the Dor deya and of the Dor Boya Oritz. because they did come into adulthood. Let's say they were 18 or 19 years old at the Heda of the Maragling. Mm-hmm. So they just you know missed the line. So they're gonna be 38, 39 years old when they go into the uh bor yeah, Sorry, older than that, excuse me. Sorry, 40 years later. Right. In in their 60s, right? Yeah. That there's a
1: certain regard that we that generation mm-hmm. which is like untouchable. It mm-hmm. like what they had to accomplish, that transition of really letting go and having the trust in yourself and your ability now to take this forward without these mm-hmm. unfathomably great leaders and revealed leaders, is to me the heart the hardest that this generation is really, but yet it it seems like they're not really the Dordea, so they both accomplished something clearly indispensable and very great, but this just seems really... Uh,
0: right, like more. very difficult. I
1: mean, it just seems like like impossible. Like how did they do that? How did they make right. that shift and, and move
0: forward? With right, right. right. So, so on the light side and on the heavy side, right? So on the light side, right? So I think most of us in this room, not everybody, so we didn't grow up with computers, right? So you, you have to, like, just get by and, and your kids, like, it's born into their blood, right? They, they come out knowing how to do it. Okay. So that we're, in the, we're in the transition generation. Like we, we, we were around when that wasn't happening, and we're still around, we're Hashem. You know, and we have to do both, kind of like them. Then on the, on the heavier side, so all the times in Jewish history when the Jewish people had to leave a country yeah. and then go somewhere else. So most recently in our lives, so all the post-Holocaust, pre-Holocaust Jews, all those people who escaped the Holocaust, Baruch Hashem, who lived in Europe and then lived in America.
1: And they had to bring that Torah forward. Right.
0: They had to do both. And how hard that was yes. to make that transfer and then being born here the next generation, that's a whole different thing if you're born into it. So this is that generation, and I'm sure it's a very difficult heart, time. They
1: were born into something. They had to have Milo. The Dordea was not born into that. They were brought up in Mitzraya. The they were a whole different you
0: know, family of right. origins. That's also a transition. Good point. Yes, one more. Mira, please.
2: Just, word, um,
0: it means to humble oneself.
2: They humble
0: themselves. Before Moshe. Right, that's to say, because he's the Rebbe, he's the teacher. So they have have to to humble themselves before him in order to be Makabel, his Torah. And
2: then after that, they had to, it's like a teenager that has to be um, pushed out of the nest, so to speak.
0: Right, and become an adult. It's up to you. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's really a a beautiful (laughs) message about this sheer which is so subtle in the Torah that you really could almost go right by it, you know. It catches your attention for a minute because the language is very difficult and beautiful, and then it's gone. It's like, like you're, the Baal Kori is already into the next thing. And look what happened here. Like, we matured as a people. We became adults as Jewish people, for the, really for the first time, and we did it. So it's just such an important lesson about the, every single word of the Torah, what it teaches us. Okay, so I want to wish everybody a beautiful summer, a Gazit and zimmer. Mm-hmm. Nice to learn together as always, and we'll see you hopefully during the summer, but on an official basis uh, in a couple of months from now. Yeah. All the best to everybody. Yashrikaya. kaya. Okay, okayo.